This week, Thanksgiving was celebrated in the United States, and families are gathering around tables and other meeting spots and sharing meals and conversations with one another. Some of these conversations might be easy and light, while others may get more heated, more closely resembling debates. But what if instead of other people, you were given the opportunity to have a conversation with a tree? What might you say? Is there something in particular that you would want to hear or know? These are the questions that we set out to explore when Tree Speech was invited to bring this podcast to life by creating an installation gallery experience. In this episode, we will focus on the creation of our first ever exhibition titled A Conversation in a Clearing. Hi, I'm Dori Robinson, and this is Tree Speech, a podcast where we strive to hear the forest through the trees. We were offered the opportunity to create this gallery experience for the Storage Closet Gallery, Lowell, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. Not knowing exactly how to approach this task, this new exciting challenge, producer Jonathan Zoutner and I set out to figure out how this could possibly be done. And we began a long process of brainstorming and planning. Here is a conversation between Jonathan and I as we discuss the beginning stages of this project, our process of putting it together, and the goals we shared for the finished product. Let's listen. Hi, Jonathan. (laughs) So exciting. The man behind the curtain. Well, this will be a treat. Yes. Let's start at the beginning. I was going to say, yeah. Well, do you remember when I first came to you with the idea? Basically, you and I, Jonathan, we do so much immersive work. You know, we did immersive work with the Light Theater Guild on the Elm Tree. And so I came to you and I said, there's a very small space, but it's special. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) I remember there was a little trepidation. But I remember when you told me that... I thought the challenge would be something really great to work on because we're audio, a podcast. And so I I love the immersive work that we've done. And I thought, oh, if we could somehow maybe bring the podcast to life in some way to create an experience that's that takes the audio and goes beyond, that 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 could be a really exciting and rewarding project. Do you remember? what our original thought was? I think we both did our own sort of research where we sat with the idea. We spent a lot of time outdoors. Of course, it was summer at that point. So we're thinking about cold. (laughs) And then somehow we came across a few resources that I think really spoke to us and really spoke to what we were trying to do. I knew that it would be a busy time, that it would be in this space where there would be a lot of hustle and bustle, people shopping, people maybe stressed because this season sort of adds stress to our lives. It's it's a beautiful season, but it's also there's a lot of extra work and activities and things that have to be prepared and done and you know, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. So personally, I wanted to create a space where people could maybe leave that hustle and bustle and just have a few moments, maybe in a sort of meditative area to just sit and breathe and to ground themselves and to realize it's all okay. It'll all get done. It's all right. Like really enjoy this moment. So we had this idea of creating sort of a, a sanctuary, a peaceful 
place for people where we could also create a mini podcast episode that people could respond to or have time with. From there, some books fell into our our laps. One is Wintering by Catherine May, which really spoke to both of us, I think, in different ways. Do you want to talk about that possibly? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I know for me, I'm aware of the fact that not everyone can just go to the woods for a multitude of reasons. It's really interesting to go from wanting to give people a a taste of the woods and a taste of sanctuary. And what does that look like? I mean, we went through so many ideas and so many details within each idea. I think wintering really did help us find the core. And I'm pretty sure you found it. But the idea that life has cycles and part of that is winter and the concept of winter as sort of a verb, meaning that it is normal and natural for things to be still and then find rebirth and that all parts of the process are so beautiful and so important. And part of the beauty of the book is that she talks about how everyone nowadays in a world where we have electricity and we have the internet and we have all these things, we want an eternal summer. We feel like we should always be happy, always be productive. But there are times in life where we are wintering and the idea that there's beauty in that. And rather than pushing against and saying, why am I moving slower? Or I shouldn't allow myself to be sad. That I think that making space for all of these seasons and the beauty that is winter in of itself, not just we're going dormant so that spring can come. Exactly. And it's really being in touch and in tune with the the cycles of nature wherever we are. We both read about how when the leaves fall away from trees in autumn, that they actually expose the buds that are on the tree as the tree is preparing through winter and works through winter internally so that they're ready to bloom in the spring. But that work keeps going. We just don't see it. We just don't see it. There's something so beautiful about that. And I think we've learned a lot of lessons in regard to that during this kind of pandemic lockdown time, which I also sort of wanted to be reminded of. I didn't want to lose. I know it was a painful and sad time for a lot of people, but I didn't want to lose the life lessons that so many of us learned and gained, which were about what productivity looks like and new ways of communicating and looking inward instead of sort of being really busy on the outside. I've had the opportunity to see people come out of the exhibit and it really seems as though right now the installation holds people and gives people a a sense of timelessness And, and the space sort of says, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. All of that's okay. And and many people have come out of the installation teary-eyed because I I think, again, that we're so focused on what's next. And as you mentioned, it's such a busy time of year with a lot of high expectations and just saying it's okay. (laughs) Right. And it's good to take cues from nature (laughs) because nature knows how to, the cycle knows how to regenerate and how to take care of itself, no matter what. Why don't we describe the installation for the people who can't see it or, you know, just to sort of paint an idea of 
what the experience is. Do you want to start? Sure. So what's really fun is that you're going, we we, we mentioned Narnia during our process several times yes, because yes. we're going from a place that's industrial, sort of. industrial in an old mill building. There's a hallway with a door that looks like a normal door and you open the door and immediately there's sound, there's different lighting and the space is almost completely white, but not not a harsh white, a very warm white. I would say that you're drawn into a clearing of birch trees and snow and light and warmth. The, the idea is that sort of the world has grown up around this fantastical place. There's a lot of texture. I, I think that's what I love most about the space is that we're we have a lot of natural elements. We have trees, we have branches, we have grasses, we have snow. And I think it's interesting when you put these natural elements in a gallery space that you're also asking people to examine them in a different way and to see them from a different angle. Because what is a gallery for? It's for for viewing and really seeing art. And then within all of these natural elements is a rock and a chair and, and these, these things that are almost fairy tale like in quality. And then buried in the snow is an old clock that may or may not work. We don't know. There, there's ticking and there's wind up sounds within the soundtrack. But that really came from this idea, and I think you brought it in, that we're looking at the past, we're, we're examining how we got to the space, which, which we hope that people maybe question, how did these things end up here? Who put this rug here in this chair? But then also thinking about how we are ancestors to the future, and what is the role and responsibility that we have in all, in this environment and in these natural spaces and within our world to those that will come after us and so that is reflected in the space but also in the the podcast in the audio and the audio plays it's a combination of music and sound effect but it's sort of heightened it's almost cinematic and i did that on purpose because i really wanted people to be able to suspend disbelief and to shed the armor that we sort of have on within our day-to-day -day and to be able to come to a place where they where they could feel all of these things and see them and take them in and and have this private moment without worrying about what others thought or how they're supposed to act or to take it in that it really is their time and their space to do with it what they want Absolutely. And that is something that we really encouraged and still encourage with interaction in the space that we really dreamed up and said, it'll be one or two people at most in the space. And people have been sharing winter memories. Two people in particular who are cousins went into the space separately, and they both wrote about the same memory. Or someone would talk about having a really difficult time at home and running away and climbing up in a tree and seeing the snowfall. Yeah. And so winter means many things to many people. And that goes back to original conversation about finding sort of this nostalgia of the time. Again, the title is Conversation in a Clearing, and, and that's really what we're aiming to do. I, the audio also is from the perspective of a tree, I should mention, of a birch tree that's in the space. 
So you can have a conversation with that tree. The audio asks questions, which you can uh, you know, audibly answer or internally or journal, you know, however you want to have that conversation with the tree. My goal is that you would leave that space that was created and go out into the, the real world outside of this little Narnia and that you maybe look at trees or look at nature or or other things as if they are in a gallery. You appreciate them as if they are high art hanging on the wall and that that it somehow changes the way that you walk throughout these natural spaces in our in your everyday life. Which is what part of what we want to do with the podcast, you know, is right. changing that conversation we have every day with the trees we pass every day. We don't think about this specific tree and that specific tree and that specific tree, or most of us don't. And so the idea of if you experience something like a conversation in a clearing, then the next time you encounter a tree, you might think to yourself, what is this tree saying? What question would I ask this tree? What question is this tree asking of me? What is there to learn from the wisdom of trees in particular and nature? I heard one person as they were entering the gallery, he had opened the door. So as he was stepping in, he said, oh, wow, this is so much more. This is so much more. And he didn't, that was the sentence that there is, there is a whole experience on the other end of a question. Like we, we asked the question, what would happen if we create a clearing for people to have that experience with a tree to have a conversation with a tree. And there's, there's so many possibilities on the other end of that. There's so much more. Right. Right. And that was important for us is there's a lot of details in the physical space, but I think we had to keep reminding ourselves that really this installation lives within the minds of the, yes. the people who experience it, because it is that nostalgic memory and experience and whatever you're bringing into the space. So it's so much more than just the trees, than just the audio. It's sort of this combination, this marriage of all of these elements, and then your own personal. Mm -hmm. Like we said, we don't get that many opportunities to sort of unpack all of that and to experience it and express it. And so I'm so happy that that we were able to find a way to in, invite them to do that. Well, what a pleasure to speak with you. I'm I so will happy hold the ladder for you any day. <laughs> there was a lot of ladder time. <laughs> <laughs> what fun. Thank and you, Jonathan. What I a pleasure creating with you. Many more. Many, more. <laughs> <laughs> many, many more. <laughs> I also spoke with Antoinette Inge, the gallery curator and manager who helped the installation become a reality. Antoinette is an amazing artist herself and will also speak about the terrariums she creates. Hi, Antoinette. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. So let's just jump right in. As a theater artist, as a podcaster, I'm not really the first pick for a gallery, which one mm. would normally think of as something that is a visual sure. dominant place. 
So I was very grateful that you were open to a more immersive experience. Well, that is, I think that's because the space by its small size, it becomes immersive anyway. So I think that when you described what you wanted to do, it, it seemed to fit perfectly. And I think it's worked out really well. I was really happy when you suggested it. I am really open to just seeing what it's, what the space is capable of. And I think hopefully to inspire other people to see what they might want to come up with for the space as well. They do think about sort of communication with whoever the audience is. So I think that that, that sort of relationship is, is something I, I think about, like how will people um, interact with, with the space? Um, I think that's, in, that's important. It all has to tell a story and feel connected and have an experience. So speaking of which, I, we would love to hear about your experience visiting Conversation in a Clearing. I was really sort of really affected by how calming it was and just how it really did evoke this sense of sort of a a space where you could really just sit and and be uh, with with yourself, with the trees. And, And I think that just the different elements that you used, I think you really managed to pull that off completely. So I I really was, I guess it really sort of, it made me think about being in the woods and it made me think about when you're in the woods and how your perception changes and how when you're in the woods, you start to think outside of yourself. So although the space in it, in some ways, the space sort of can turn you inward because you're sort of it's this sort of relaxing space, but at the same time, it made me think about that sort of, it's sort of letting yourself go when you're in, in the woods. It's like your, your ego gets suppressed because you, you try to just be, you know, at one with everything around you. And you're focusing on what is out there and not necessarily what's in your head. Hopefully, if it's a, you know, if it's a good experience, sometimes you can go to the woods and you're just in your head the whole time. But if you can get out of that, then that's when it, I think it's really beneficial, you know, and it made me think about the, the different elements you have, like the man, the way that you portrayed the, the, the trees just in this very sort of simple form, but you got that sort of sense of sort of space. So I, I don't know, it's, lots of things came up for me, but, <laughs> but I think this sort of that idea of what actually happens when you're in the woods is really something that, that I was thinking about and how important that is to me. What is sometimes so hard is to let go of what's in our brains and what's around us and the idea of letting it fall away, which is exactly what trees are doing with their leaves is just letting it fall very naturally. It makes me think about that this letting it fall away. It's it's like you're sort of in nature. So you're just letting nature take, take its course, right? Whereas when you're in the modern world, there is no letting it fall away. Everything is arranged. Everything is organized. There's a lot of structure and there is no sort of, you know, that the organic is definitely sort of like a side story. So when you're in the gallery space, you're, you're letting that, that sort of structure of, of modern life, you can let that fall away a bit. You are a busy human. What are you working on, Antoinette? <laughs> I have a show in Harvard Square in a few weeks. And so I'm sort of been making terrariums. Antoinette, making- tell us about your terrariums because they're um, really extraordinary. And tell well, us about the name. So, well, I started, it was a it was during lockdown and I was going to the woods and, you know, there was a lot of snow. And so the moss was all hidden as it normally is. 
And I thought, maybe I can try to grow moss indoors and see what that's like. So I tried it and it worked. It just, I had a friend who um, said, well, you know, if you make those, maybe I can sell them for you because they look great. And so I started seeing what I could come up with and it just sort of evolved into this whole thing. Um, and then I named it Small Glories because I was thinking about I was thinking about that idea of sort of the glory of nature in its in its even its smallest form. I mean, I'm not I'm not really not a religious person, so the word glory does have a sort of religious feel to it. But it is a sort of it's definitely a spiritual thing to to see the you know, the incredible beauty and variety of nature at the smallest size. And so it's not the big trees that I'm looking at. It's like what's growing on, on the dead nurse log, the, the lichen and the different mushrooms of different sizes and, and the moss, of course. So, so for me, it is about the smallness because once you get up close, I don't know if you've seen like any of the macro photography where you go up really close to like some slime mold or something. They're incredible. I mean, the, 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 the variety of the shapes, it's just, they're just infinite. And so for me, it's that sort of, the sort of infinite beauty that there is in nature is, is really where Small Glories comes from. And remembering that we are nature, you know, that we shouldn't separate ourselves from nature, that we are inherently part of this whole system and to separate ourselves off is to do ourselves an injustice. For me, it really is about helping people to connect to this other side of themselves. How do people find um, you to learn more about you? Well, on Instagram, I'm Small Glories. And then my website is just smallglories.com. Well, so. on this podcast, we talk a lot about stewardship and people who are stewards of the land, stewards of stories. And I consider you a steward for art. <laughs> so thank you, Antoinette, for... <laughs> For allowing us to create this beautiful exhibit and for all the work you do for nature. Oh, thank you so much. No, I I was so happy that you you did such a great job with, with the space. It's wonderful. So yeah, you and Jonathan did amazing, amazing work. Thanks so much. We've received wonderful reactions to the installation and wanted to share a few with you. This is Jack Rizutko. I'm so grateful for this exhibit. I'm a huge, huge fan of winter and the peace and stillness of the quiet and the cold and the snow. And, you know, being able to find those warm, cozy, reflective moments uh, during the season and, and finding the light and the warmth in the, in the dark and the cold time of year. And this exhibit was such a lovely chance to sit and meditate and feel that sense of calm, peaceful repose while, you know, also sort of blending this exterior and interior sense of space. It was like bringing the coziness of a living room right into the middle of the winter forest. It was beautiful. Thank you. I walked in and I immediately thought of winters as a child in Canada and the ground is frozen and that perfect, perfect smell that you experience of ice crystals in the air and that 
crunch quiet of snow. So I was just like sitting there on the floor looking at the light going through the snow on the floor and the patterns in the knitted scarf and reading the words other people had put down in the books and it was just perfect after my very, very chaotic day. Thank you. We are so grateful for much support with the installation build from Jamie Roach and Cassandra Mayer and for the poster and cover art by Mill Riot and Sean McKenzie. Also, special thank you to Antoinette Inge and to Arlette Lan for her hospitality and the Western Avenue artists community. For those of you in New England, I hope you are able to come see it in person. And if not, I hope you have the opportunity to experience wintering in your own way. To visit the installation, please check our website, treespeech.com, and show notes for gallery hours and address. The Western Avenue Studios and Lofts have an event every month when the studios and galleries are open to the public. The dates and times for these upcoming open studios, when you can also view a conversation in a clearing, are from 12 noon to 5 p.m. on Saturdays, December 3rd, December 10th, and January 7th. You can also visit by appointment by writing to us at treespeechpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting us through our Patreon. Every contribution supports our production and work, and we'll be giving gifts of gratitude to patrons of all levels, including the audio track from our installation, A Conversation in a Clearing. Please also consider passing the word to tree-loving folks and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Every kind word helps. New episodes drop every other week on Fridays. Our very next one is December 9th and will feature singer-songwriter Nishama Karabach and a discussion on family trees. I hope you join us then, and thank you for joining Tree Speech today.